Welcome to the SDG Talks podcast, where we discuss all things around the sustainable development goals and the roadmap to 2030. We are your co-hosts, James and Kevin, here to take you along the SDG ride. We hope you enjoy today's SDG Talks podcast. Changemakers, welcome back. I am so excited today to have this whole SDG Talks community come full circle as we're going to dive into Unleash and the Unleash hacks coming up. Today, we are joined with Anastasia Miskow and Lindsay Broderick to talk about Unleash, the innovation process, and how the sustainable development goals inspire us to innovate. We're going to learn about the history of Unleash and also this evolution of Unleash into these mini hacks going on around the world. Last year was the first Unleash United States hack focused on homelessness. And this year, the Unleash 2021 United States hack will focus on developing sustainable, equitable solutions for sanitation issues in Alabama's Black Belt region. This is the only USA hack going on. The registration is going on until May 23rd, and the hack will take place on two weekends, June 5th and June 12th. Lindsay and Anastasia are a wealth of knowledge. I had so much fun talking and learning about them. You'll hear about stuff of aspects of environmental injustice and and ultimately how to go about innovating. You're gonna learn a lot and I can't wait for you to learn from them and also take part in this Unleash Hacks going on. Check out the link in bio and there's gonna be a couple more episodes developing and talking about empathy and the whole picture here. And I know you're gonna enjoy it. Take care and talk soon. SDG Talkers, welcome back. Really excited today to be with fellow Unleashers, Anastasia Miskal and Lindsay Broderick. Anastasia and Lindsay, how you both doing today? Hey, Kevin, doing well. Excited to be on. Yeah, also doing really well. Thanks so much for having us. It's always great to be connected and, and seeing and hearing fellow Unleashers unleash single-handedly, change my life for the better in, in more ways than I can count. And even being here today talking on this podcast, this podcast was started after the Unleashed 2019 Shenzhen event. And, and now it's, it's Unleashed continues to evolve and so much more. So I'm excited to dive into what is Unleashed and what are these hacks. But before we go on too much more, I'd love to know a little bit more about both of you. Anastasia, if you could start, give us a little bit of a quick bio as who is Anastasia and then a little bit of background bio about yourself. Yeah, sure. So I am, as you mentioned, Anastasia Miskell. I am a junior water engineer with Arcadis, and I mostly focus on linear infrastructure. And I'm also really passionate about service. That's a big part of, like, I guess, my fabric and how I was put together, right? I have a family past and history of serving those around you and really prioritizing caring for your neighbor, right? I lived with my grandmom for a short while who is someone who frequented taking people in who were having a hard time or if there was like a sudden move they had to make. And so I'm really excited to be able to kind of live into that passion, both through my involvement in the Water Environment Federation, which is an organization I hold dear. And now recently through Unleash, another organization that I really enjoy. And so that'll summarize. Thank you. Right? Yeah. And Lindsay. Hi, I'm Lindsay. I'm currently a structural engineer um, located in San Francisco, California. I do a lot of earthquake design and analysis of, of buildings. And so that's that's my day job. But um, similar to Anastasia, I'm really passionate about service and particularly through engineering. I first got involved with Engineers Without Borders about 
11 or so years ago. And that really opened my eyes to how engineers have the ability to really provide tangible impact in the service space. So I've really dedicated a lot of time and effort to that since then. So I'm really excited and and that's what brought me to Unleash. So I'm excited to kind of marry the two and also see what kind of impact we can make in the SDGs. I love that and appreciate both your technical and engineering backgrounds with a focus on being of service and helping others. Sometimes doing that is, isn't for the faint of heart. Uh, sometimes not, you're not doing it to make a lot of money. You're doing it because you want to help. And Anastasia, you mentioned, it's just in your blood. It's in your DNA. It's what you know how to do. It's all you know how to do. And that's, that's the same with me and a lot of the Unleashed community. It's something that the Unleash is, is focused on innovating around the 17 sustainable development goals. And they're a great framework. And at times I, I appreciate them. Sometimes they frustrate me because it tries to put stuff in silos. But having said that, it does give us a North Star to work towards. And there's a lot in there. And Lindsay, I know I was with you in China and you continue to be so active in these Unleash hacks. For those of us that don't know what is Unleash and what are these hacks, um, give us some context on what is Unleash, what are these hacks, and, and, and give, us some, give us some insight there. Yeah, absolutely. I think you phrased it really well, but Unleashed overall um, is an innovation lab that's focused on moving the sustainable development goals forward while teaching this innovation process and mindset and, and really using that as, as like you noted, a North Star to you through some of that design thinking. And so originally it was an in-person event that brought together about a thousand young change makers um, from all over the world. And so that happened in 2017, 2018, and 2019, and then um, COVID hit. And so last year they moved towards a localized hack model. And so last year there were 17 hacks from all over the world. I had the opportunity to be on the organizing team for the only USA hack. And we focused in on homelessness in San Francisco, but really what the model shifted towards is, is number one, really making that impact in the local communities. And number two, still pushing forward that, that innovation mindset, that innovative thinking, all in the spirit of, of really making a dent in the sustainable development goals. I appreciate that so much. And, and one of the things it, it Unleashed taught me is within this innovation process, continue to ask why until you can't ask why anymore. And I think that's something I I reference back all the time when I'm trying to approach a problem. If you can't fully understand the problem, then whatever solution you're proposing is more than likely going to fail. And Unleash does such a great job of ingraining that process in us. And you had mentioned this movement from the physical to the hack. And and last year was his first United States hack. What was the hack about? How did it go? And where are we today with the ongoing progress of the, the 2020 hack? Yeah, thank you so much for asking that. And I think just to your point too, I think that why question is really, really important and something that we'll just think about as the conversation continues, because I think Anastasia will get into to some of our current problem framing and how the why really matters. But our, our hack was focused on homelessness in San Francisco last time. And so we looked at it through a few different lenses or focus areas, because as we know, homelessness and the issues surrounding the unhoused community are extremely complicated. So we looked at it through housing, workforce and economic development, 
water and sanitation, emergency response and preparedness, and public health. And so it was a really great event over one weekend in which we looked at the problem framing and ideation phases of the Unleash Innovation process. And it culminated in a pitch competition similar to, to a shark tank type event in which we had monetary prizes for the top three teams. And so out of that, there were really some really great solutions and, and angles that groups groups took to really try to unpack various, I would say, various legs of, of this issue. And so, for example, the winning team was focused on composting latrines throughout SF, which really took on that, that kind of sanitation perspective. And so we're happy to report that a couple of the teams are still working on their solutions today. We had a really great panel of experts who were able to give them really contextualized advice about what's going on in the community. And so they're still working with some of those experts and trying to move their solutions forward. And we also had an Engineers Without Borders project come out of it that was domestic centric or the part of EWB that we call the Civil Engineer Corps, which focuses on domestic projects in the US. So I would say overall that there was a lot of success and there's still momentum with that today. I love which that. is exciting. <laughs> And, and yeah, I think that that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, there's these hacks and these events, they're a moment in time and they're important, but what about tomorrow? I mean, the ball keeps bouncing. I mean, everyone's busy and we go back to our normal lives, but I think that's actually an important thing. One of the reasons why we actually started this podcast after Unleash was to continue the momentum. It, it shouldn't take bringing a thousand people together and having a hack to continue this. But having said that, these hacks are important to take this holistic view of looking at the problem from a hundred different angles and then coming up with something great. And there's that magic with bringing a bunch of change makers and putting them together on a similar project. And I know you've both experienced that, but that, that magic to me, and even just being here on the, the podcast with you, that unleash magic is what is, is so special. And I'm, it's so great to hear about some of the progress from the evolution to the 2020 hack. And now even more excited about how that's moving forward to 2021. So I think when looking at 2021, I would love to know from both Lindsay and, and maybe Anastasia now, if there was some success in, we've seen some of this progress from the 2020 hack and everything as Lindsay just alluded to, but what are we focusing on this year? What is sort of our, our challenge in North Star and um, what should the world know about the 2021 Unleash North America hack? Sure, I'll get the conversation started around that. So our hack this year is focused on SDG 6, clean water and sanitation, as well as SDG 3, public health and well-being. And we're going to be specifically focused on the Black Belt region in Alabama. And so the Black Belt region is a rural region um, and rural areas have historically and still currently had a ton of sanitation challenges be a marker. And so the Black Belt has recently become a big national and also even global conversation. And so we're going to be working to try to address those things. And so to give a little bit of context, Lowndes County is a county within the Black Belt that's gotten a lot of attention on the front end. And that county specifically, an estimated 90% of the on-site sewer systems were identified as either non-existing 
or failing. And so you end up having a ton of people in the region who are having to direct pipe their wastes into their lawns, you know, where their children play and where their pets are, which would have, as you would imagine, a ton of health implications, right? And so hookworm is a parasite that was thought to be eradicated in the 50s in this in this region, but that parasite has has reappeared in the Lowndes County region. And there's been studies done about kind of how prevalent that infection is becoming in the region. And just in a general note, a lack of sanitation will typically perpetuate cycles of poverty and marginalization that can happen. And especially a lot of these, like I said, rural areas where you don't have a ton of development in Lowndes County, in the Black Belt specifically, don't have a ton of economic opportunities. And another point of note is this is a predominantly Black region, as well as a predominantly low-income region, which has historically been groups that have been in the in conversations about environmental justice and things of that matter. So that's what our hack is going to be focused on addressing. Thank you for that for that background. And I remember when I was in China and I was talking about the solution that I was working on, uh, bringing sustainable water solutions to Flint, Michigan. Many people actually hadn't heard about that, and they think about North America. You're all fine. North America doesn't have any SDG problems or any any uh, SDG six water problems, especially. But I think, as we can all agree upon, America is actually a lot more developing than people think. Granted, the whole world, everyone's going through their own different SDG related challenges. But when you look at that, I mean, there are significant water and wastewater challenges that we face within Alabama, around the country, but particularly Alabama. And when you think about it from a waste perspective. The waste has to go somewhere. Most I live in Chicago. I have an apartment with plumbing and flush the toilet and goes away. Don't even think about it. You know, don't think twice. Um, for whatever reasons of where I live, there's there's a lot of background there. But I would love to kind of hear from your thoughts in terms of like, what can we do about it? And what are we challenging the world and, and the Unleashed Hackers to do? I mean, I I would challenge others to think that look at other technologies and other applications and see how it can be applied to bring some type of short, long-term benefit to this market. I know there was a lot of different international solutions that were maybe working in another country that could be applied here, but what is your challenge and ask to potential unleashers and unleash hackers of what they should be thinking about and what do you, what do you want to challenge them with and how they should bring a new innovative perspective to try and solve some of these big challenging problems. Yeah. So in our case, we've ended up kind of breaking down similar to how Lindsay and her team did last year, breaking down the broader problem into some of these kind of sub buckets that allow people to, you don't have to solve the solution within that bucket exclusively, but it helps to add context that this problem isn't as simple as, Oh, well, the septic tank doesn't work. You get a new septic tank or, you know, do a new way of, of, configuring the septic tanks. And so the way we've broken it down this year is into the following buckets. We've got technology, understanding a lot of the technological limitations that you have at play with the Black Belt being a super impervious region. A lot of times septic tanks, which are common in the rural areas, they are inefficient um, or failing in the region, even if, if you can't afford them. And so organization is our second as you as I mentioned, it's septic tanks. A lot of times these are individual homeowners that are, you know, tasks with running these things. 
And it can be difficult to make sure that there's uniform onboarding to how to make sure that these things are well-maintained. And so organization is a challenge because there is a lack of organization. And then also with the lack of organization, there's a lack of access to a lot of funding. Oftentimes funding from the federal government or from different entities, they require an entity of some sorts to be able to give money to, and it's not often gonna go to individual homeowners, right? Governmental is our third bucket that we've gone, that we've delineated out. And that's referring to some of the regulatory hurdles that we've seen in the region, right? And so like, like we've mentioned, these are individual homeowners who are having to treat and the soil is a pinch point, right? But from a regulatory standpoint, there's not many options for homeowners individually to discharge into bodies of water. And so you're stuck kind of having to, to focus on, on how to treat given only the, the soil conditions that you have with no other options for discharge. And then from a social perspective, as I mentioned, this is, this is a region that has historically environmental justice demographic groups involved. And so there's obviously been a lot of discussion about that. And it's been an ongoing discussion. Then also there has been a history in the region of, of some lack of trust and a breach of relationship between the community and some of the governing entities, right? And so that makes it very difficult in a lot of instances for people to, to move forward with a lot of agency. And the last is financial. As I mentioned, this is a pretty deeply impoverished region of the state of, of the state and in America that's um, already one of the most impoverished states, right? And so this is one of the most impoverished regions of one of the most impoverished states. And so that makes it difficult when you're talking about individual homeowners taking on their treatment costs. And so when you're doing a septic tank, that can be $15,000 if you're having to do one of the innovative new designs because you can't get it to work. That can be $20,000 plus, right? And these are people who have financial constraints. So that's kind of how we've broken it down. And our talents are able to kind of understanding that broader framework begin to, like you guys mentioned, dissect even deeper through the problem framing approach and then ideation and on to prototyping, which our heck will include a prototyping phase also. I'm glad you broke it into those different buckets because there's a lot to break down in each of those buckets. And as I, as I think about that, I want to go into that. But what I would like to hear from, from you, from both of you is, We've heard this term environmental justice thrown around a lot recently. I would love to know from your point of view and from your definition, what does environmental injustice justice mean? And, and maybe just kind of paint a picture in terms of how we can maybe gain a little bit better understanding on what, what that means in your, in your opinion. Sure. Yeah, when I think about environmental justice, it's obviously gotten a lot of alignments with civil rights and some of the civil rights movements that's been going on. And so, you know, with the coin term, that was something that kind of came a bit after the initial civil rights movements of the 60s, I believe, and I can double check, but I've done a little bit of reading on this, but in the 80s is when a lot of the conversation about environmental justice is really picked up. Like we've been talking about civil justices and how there's different groups that just continue to show up in these 
in these bad statistics, right? You've got a disproportionate amount of people in this group that are impoverished or a disproportionate amount of people in this group that are facing various illnesses. And so um, the environmental justice dis- discussion picked up a lot when there was a lot of those statistics showing up for those demographic groups, specifically starting in the 80s, where you have like heightened levels of cancer. I know that in Louisiana, for instance, to this day, there's a region where the cancer rate is not 10 times, not 100 times, but a thousand times average, right? And you have a lot of people that have ended up in these kind of sacrifice communities where there's a, oftentimes it's related to some industrial facility that has some negative implication associated with it. And you see kind of those sacrifice zones continuing to, like I said, have very similar representation, like disproportionate representation amongst people of various groups. And so that has often included, you know, Black people, low-income white people, indigenous groups, Asian communities, and so Hispanic communities. And so the conversation is obviously evolving and there's some people that have been working with the Black Belt specifically that are now on the White House's task force for environmental justice. But yeah, as the conversation has evolved, it started to also include water, which as we all know, being associated with the water industry, either through Unleash or through our, our organizations and day jobs, that's one of the biggest, if not the biggest indication of health, right? And so you have the conversation expanding from these sacrifice zones where a lot of people are kind of being near these things that cause adverse health effects to now also including water. And so, yeah, that's definitely a topic when you think of the black belt yeah. that's been prevalent. Lindsay, did you have, uh, do you want to add on any context of the, your interpretation of environmental justice? I think Anastasia summed it up very well. And I think this really to just hit home on her last point is, you know, we talk about some of the technical solutions and that a lot of this, especially within the black belt, extends beyond technical solutions and technology. And so there's there's a lot of things at play. And, and so I think that's also something that I'd really just like everyone listening to understand is that, you know, there's the tangible item, but there's also everything else surrounding it that can further exacerbate what's happening. I appreciate that. And within looking at a problem and whether we're talking about the Alabama black belt, it's we need to take a historical lens. And I, I recently have uh, actually a book that, that Alan, Alan had recommended to me by Christian Masberg called Sensemaking. And it really, it forces you to not accept something for what it is by just by looking at the surface, really extrapolating and looking at all the different factors that go into why things are the way they are today. You have thousands of years of history. You got aspects of colonialization. You got aspects of environmental injustice. You got aspects of big industry. You got different governments coming in with different policies that they're pushing. You have trust barriers. You have technology that may be great, but it's not mis- it's it's misunderstood. You mentioned something about how yes, yeah, septic systems are great in some areas, but in some areas, the soil and the geography doesn't allow for it. So you have to think differently. And I think that's really important. And I want everyone that's looking at this hack to think about, go in with an open mind. Don't assume that you have any answers. That's one big thing that I remember I learned to Unleash was take all your ideas and solutions and put them in a box on the side. Focus on the problem 
excessively, almost to where you're exhausted about it by just digging into the why. And I think it's really important to have conversations with end users because I find that oftentimes people start working towards a solution without even actually truly knowing who their beneficiary is. And, and so that, that's, just, that's one call to action that I have for fellow Unleashers, but I'd love to know for both Anastasia and Lindsay, as this call to action for this Unleash hash coming up, give us some specific details on the application, the timeline, and, and some ask for, for those out there that are interested in maybe getting involved. Yeah, absolutely. So we are pleased to announce that our application is officially open as of Monday. So our application is open through the 23rd. We would love everyone to apply. The actual dates of the hack are June 5th and June 12th. So if people are thinking about last year's hack, it happened over one weekend, but this year we're splitting it up into two weekends, which is really exciting because then the teams will have time to do some work, to do some user interviews and to really engage with some experts in between the hack. So right now I would say the immediate call to action would be apply. Um, Even if you're mildly interested, please apply. Um, You can find the application link either through Unleash's website or our own. And also, I would say recommend people to apply. If this sounds like something that you know people would be interested in, please share and forward. And that's really one of our our main calls to action right now is to get those those thoughtful change makers really ready to to be involved in the event. I remember, I want everyone to, to, to think about this, is that you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You don't need to be the smartest person in the room. If you are passionate and have some type of skill set, and the Unleash Hacks want to hear from you. Uh, it requires a collaborative effort with many different ideas and passions. And it's good to throw a bunch of stuff against a wall because you'll often see that you'll probably start with one idea and end up somewhere completely different. So you don't necessarily need to have it all figured out. Um, it definitely is good to maybe have an idea or context, but you can uh, start got to start somewhere and don't feel like you have to have all the answers going into it because part of the process is doing the problem framing and digging deep. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for really driving that home too. Some of the strength comes out of having those diverse backgrounds and teams where everyone's coming at it from a different perspective. And, And really what we're looking for is are people who are interested and passionate and really passionate about making an impact. Um, Something that we've been talking about the entire time we've been planning this is impact. How do we create long-term impact in the community? And so that's really what we're looking for. And I think on the other side too, there are some some great articles and resources if people want to read up on it. We have some links on our website too for resources and articles. So I would just encourage people to check it out. Our contact information is also on there if they have any questions. But yeah, I I think that the hack event is exciting. (laughs) And so I think if you have that passion, you have the drive, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Love it. And what is the website link? So our website is unleashhacksusa.com. And to learn about the wider Unleash program and Unleash Hacks, you can go to unleash.org. Love that. Well, again, uh, we'll put those links in the show notes. And, and uh, just to kind of wrap us up here, is there any other final thought, comment, question, challenge? I mean, we've covered a lot of range here. 
and it's been great. But any anything else that, that might be on your mind of a question, challenge, insight for the STG Talks community or the, the Unleashed community as a whole? I guess first, I want to say thanks so much again for having us. I also wanted to really drive into the fact that you mentioned, and this is something I want the participants, the pending participants to have in mind. You mentioned making sure you know who the end user is, right? And so that's been a big part of us in this phase of creating the ecosystem around the challenges, right? Is making sure that we are connected to the community and that there's community ownership. And that for the participants might look like doing some of what you said, Lindsay, and what you have referenced, Kevin, really diving in. Like if you have someone in your network who's connected, you know, have those conversations. We will have a ton of community members. I'm really grateful that we have a lot of community members that are going to be partnering with us, either as participants or as subject matter experts. Make sure you're leveraging that, right? And kind of have your mind be framed around that because you don't want to to be developing a solution for fictional places right and fictional people these are these are real life people and so that's going to definitely be a big focus both for us as we are creating the ecosystem and obviously of course for the participants both during the event and going forward we really want to make sure this is community ownership is the staple that will be put on the event itself So yeah, I'm really excited as we continue to dive into things. And as Lindsay mentioned, with the applications being open, I'm excited to see the folks we have engage. Love that. Appreciate it. Lindsay, any any final mic drop from you? (laughs) I think Anastasia summed that up beautifully. Um, Just appreciate you having us on and really excited to to see the people who apply and and excited to do the second hack. I, I think we really have a lot of potential here. Couldn't agree more. And, and yeah, uh, where we are right now is a, is a product of, of Unleash. I'm forever grateful and indebted to Unleash for the network it gave me. So if, for those of you trying to jump into a sustainability career or get involved or, or whatever it may be, Unleash is an amazing networking opportunity. So I challenge you all to take advantage of the hacks, the Unleash programs, in-person events will eventually come back for them. So it's going to be awesome. Anastasia and Lindsay, you are both rock stars. Thank you for your leadership in, t- in doing all this. And I can't wait to see what uh, comes out of this whole Unleash Hacks event in uh, the United States. So thanks again, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the SDG Talks podcast. Make sure to check out all the show notes for relevant links from this show. Please share and follow SDG Talks on social media and stay tuned for updates from the Unleash in United Nations community. The goal of the SDG Talks is to bring you good content. So if you want to learn about something specific or have suggestions, please let us know. We look forward to seeing you next time on SDG Talks.